baby back in the game yes sir we back we back let's get it how's everybody doing today you are listening to episode six of the out of my league podcast i'm justin i'm deshaun and you know we're here to give it to you back with another one ready to give you all the sports news all the hot takes and we are going to go ahead and jump right into it because we had a busy busy weekend in the sports world even though there's no nba or you know college going on right now nfl really turned up so let's get it with each day now, we're getting all this new information. So I'm not going to ask you to predict the future on the next six months. But as that new information has come, what criteria are you going to be using to decide when and if you can resume? For example, the CDC has recommended no gatherings of more than 50 people for at least two months. So what is the point where you're going to feel, OK, we can actually talk about resuming? Well, to, to your point about not predicting the future, I, I, I've certainly learned sort of in this job and in this process that when people do pretend they can predict the future, they're generally wrong. And I'd say look no further than the fact that certainly two weeks ago and even a week ago, people are saying very different things than they're saying today. And so, of course, one of the things that we're very focused on at the league office and together with our teams is what are the conditions we would need to restart. And, and I'd say I'm looking at three different things here. One is of course, when can we restart and operate as we've known it, 19,000 fans in buildings, and sort of that's one set of criteria. Then option two is, how would we re- should we consider restarting without fans, and what would that mean? Because presumably, um, if you had a group of players and staff around them, and you could test them, and you could follow some protocol, doctors, health officials may say it's safe. To play. So that's sort of second set of circumstances. And then a third option that we're looking at now, and I would say all suggestions welcome, is that as I sort of beginning of this interview, I've mentioned the impact to me on the national psyche of having you no know, sports programming on television. And one of the things we've been talking about, are there conditions in which a group of players could compete? You know, and maybe it's for a giant fundraiser or just for the collective good of the people that you take a, a subset of players, and is there a protocol in which um, they can be tested and quarantined and, or isolated in some way, and then they can com- compete against each other just because, again, people are stuck at home, and I think they need a diversion. They need to be entertained. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the, the, especially the last part? I agree that the fans need to be entertained, but this isn't a laughing matter. Yeah. This isn't a matter of being selfish because we want basketball. This thing is real. Yeah. Um, I feel like we as a nation didn't take it as serious as we should have. Mm -hmm. And now it is big. This is bigger than basketball. This is bigger than sports. This is a pandemic. Yeah. And I feel like as much as I want basketball to return, I don't see it returning in the near future. I can't see a game where they're being played without fans because I think that's just rec league basketball exactly. to me. Yeah. 
to me, that's just pick up in the gym. I can go do that. That's like practicing on the blacktop by right. myself. With no fans, there's, you know, no motivation, mm-hmm. that extra kick, that extra push. And so I don't I don't see that as one of the viable options. I don't know how his third option would go where you, you know, just get a few players tested right. and then do that as a fundraiser. That's a good idea. Yeah. But um, I feel like they're overshadowing the rest of the league if only some players get to play and not mm-hmm. all players get to play because assuming you know a lot of people are healthy exactly yeah um you're leaving people out and i feel like that's not fair either mm-hmm. so i'm not sure what the viable option is but on the bigger note i just think that we all need to buckle down and do our part to keep this from spreading because it's real and it's in the sports world and there's no basketball because of it yeah, I mean, I, I think that especially with a, a league such as the NBA, um, and we we've seen you know the different stands um, that the NBA ha- has had uh, in the recent past. You know, no matter what it is, whether it's you know racial oppression, you know women or what have you, mm-hmm. um, and they they have, they're not afraid of the of the spotlight at all, and we've seen that from them. But I think in this case, I think they need to be very careful. Um, I think you know especially. Um, you know, we, we already have 12 cases in the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I would suggest, you know, if you're going to do it, you do it all in, you know I mean? Make sure, you know, make sure obviously this is over with first. Yes. Um, and then, you know, resume when it's, it's clear when you, when you're clear by the CDC and all that we'll be good to go. But if you can only do partial or like pick up basketball, things like that, there's no need. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's a need. And I mean, I get it. People miss basketball. People love basketball. This this right now is an awkward time for everyone. Yeah. There's no March Madness. Um, We're in the heat of March. Exactly. And there's no college basketball. There's there's going to be no final four. Mm -hmm. Think about the seniors who can't play in that one last dance because, you know, the tournament got canceled and it's over for them. And not even the student athletes. How about the seniors, period? Can't even walk across the stage in yeah, some universities. Yeah, these graduations are being uh, this canceled. Is, this is a life thing. Um, you know, I, even out, you know, outside the sports world, you know, I was just talking, I was talking to my family the other day and, you know, my little sister, she's, you know, she's a senior in high school. She may not be able to walk across the stage. Like, it's it's affecting seniors. It's affecting people and their families. Like people evacuating uh, certain areas. So this is this is bigger than just sports. You know what I mean? And I think you know I, I get Adam Silver. You want to be you know entertaining people and things like that. But people's safety are first. I agree. But I I mean we commend Adam Silver because he was the first one to yeah. immediately shut down basketball yeah. as soon as that first case mm-hmm. hit. Um. I, I want to say the Warriors are about to play a game with no fans that mm-hmm. night. Um, and then it word got out that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for yep. coronavirus. And boom, immediately, mm-hmm. minutes thereafter, Adam Silver postponed the season. And I knew, all, like I, I've been saying this whole time, all it takes is one. Yep. It took one player and boom, yep. every everything shut down. Exactly. And you've you seen the trickle-down effect. Yep. Um the ACC tournament, the SEC tournament, all those tournaments, all followed, yeah, all the yep. conference champion champions followed right mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. and then eventually March Madness um, was canceled. Mm-hmm. So I commend you know the NBA for starting that effect because it needed to happen, yeah. and it almost seemed as if you know this thing wasn't real in a sense. We knew it was real, but we weren't taking it serious enough, and then. Yeah. 
as soon as soon as that first NBA star hit it, mm-hmm. these are big names: Rudy Gobert, yeah, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell mm-hmm. Marcus Smart, Kevin Durant, um, Kevin Durant. Yeah. And he he wasn't even playing exactly. basketball. He's been hurt. Yeah. So it, it's this thing isn't really discriminating against anyone. You you can get it. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, um, and like you said, it this is a safety issue. This is health. This is people's lives are at stake. Exactly. And I think that the NBA is you know on a slippery slope right now because people miss basketball. This is when the NBA really flourishes Mm -hmm. that time, right before the playoffs start playoffs. I think we're slated to start uh, next weekend or the week or the week after next. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. They're they're about a a little over maybe 20 games Mm -hmm. left in the regular season, Mm -hmm. some heated playoff battles. Um, You know, everyone was looking forward to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Western conference is stacked. I mean, we've been talking about it on previous podcasts that, Battle of LA matchup. That's what we all wanted to see. Yeah. But yeah, now it's just bigger than basketball. And I'm not sure what the NBA goes from here. Do you have a prediction on when you think they'll be back? I mean, I, the way things are going, um, I mean, I, I, we may not see sports until September ish. Um, and that's, that's just, you know, throwing that out there because, you know, they're, they're, they're saying June, July ish. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe september um it, it's it's just one of these things where you have to be extremely careful um because the way this thing spreads and how many people have been affected like i said the nba alone has 12 cases and these are just That's the known enough. cases yeah. the, well these are just the known yeah. cases like i'm sure every player hasn't been tested mm-hmm. all the personnel hasn't been tested i'm sure there are other cases out there just unknown exactly. i mean a lot of the cases that are coming out, even with these superstars, these NBA stars, mm-hmm. um, no symptoms. Yeah. So that's how that's how easy this thing is to spread. You don't even know it. Exactly. You don't know you have it until you've been tested. In so. two to fourteen days, you won't even know. Like you know, you won't know between two and fourteen days if you have it or not. You know, what I mean, you start it hits you, and then symptoms slowly kind of mm-hmm. you know come along so uh, you won't get tested to but maybe a week after you maybe feel something yeah um, and then by then you've made exactly, contact with others exactly and you could have spread it unknowingly yeah. so yeah it's uh i think there are going to be more cases that come out in the nba For sure. and, you know in other sports and i think that's gonna you know deepen the length of time that we have to go before NBA is back. Yeah. And I'm holding out for a late June start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everybody understands now this is a real thing and people are starting to buckle down. Um, you know, states are ordering curfews and like shutting down, you know, everything but uh, essential personnel, exactly. hospitals, um, mm-hmm. you know, fire departments, police right. officers. Stuff like that. So I think, you know, people are starting to take it seriously. But until we get more testing and until, you know, we can really clamp down on this and let it run, let it run its course, we won't know. And I think the unknown is what really kills us, because if you don't feel anything, um, you're going to act as normal. Right. And right. you could like I, like you said, you could have it, not know it and pass it to someone exactly. else. And that's where it becomes a problem. So I'm hoping for a late June restart. Mm hmm. But I can't see anything going past July because as much as I love the NBA, the NBA doesn't want to compete with football. They don't. The, um, the NFL, they're they're in a, a prime spot to really thrive, right? Because you have the NFL offseason, 
Um, you know, free agency was this past week and it's still going on as we speak. And then you have the NFL draft, which is next month, but it's still the NFL offseason. So mm-hmm. they haven't even, they're not even worried about games, right? <laughs> um, so they're just now heating up. Yeah. Like they, they even, they're just still they headlines hit the field. Right yeah. yeah. They haven't even hit the field yet and they've been dominating the sports exactly. headlines. Yeah. NFL right now is still dominating sports headlines and they're, they're really given, and I was talking about it the other day with uh, one of my friends and I was saying that the NFL is really giving us something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, you know, the the signings, the trades and things like that. This is the exciting part of sports mm-hmm. um, and it's right before the NFL draft. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, just as far as ratings, yeah. I mean, NBA brings in a lot of ratings, but the NFL is like, Next level. Oh yeah, I mean NFL is always number one. Yeah, rating, yeah, so, NFL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why. I'm, that's why I said the yeah. NBA does not want to compete. No, with the NFL for ratings, especially if the NBA is having their playoffs mm-hmm. competing with regular season NFL games. Yeah. Like that's tough. Yeah, that's tough because the NFL does numbers. Exactly. And, yeah, there's no way around that. So I feel that the NBA really needs to start late June. And if I, not, I mean, it's okay not to. It's it's okay to not play this year. I want to say that even if you vacate a, a championship trophy, it's fine because you're protecting your people. You're protecting your assets, which is your players. Can you imagine, knock on wood, I don't want to even speak this into existence, if one of the other you know, top three players in the NBA were to catch that. You know what I mean? You don't want to put that in jeopardy. Yeah. So you'd be, you'd be better off just canceling the entire year. Cancel K- the season. KD called it. He's not even playing it's ball. Exactly. And when KD's healthy, he's like top. He's definitely two. top two. He's yeah. like he's, he's top, top two. he's top two. Yeah. So it's like yeah, like it's, this thing isn't discriminating. This is serious, yeah. and they have to buckle down on it. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what the NBA is going to do. I, I'm hoping that we can get control of this and that things can slow down, mm-hmm. and maybe they start you know playing games with no fans and then work their way back to letting fans in the arena. So before the playoffs start, right. that would be an idea. So NBA facilities are actually closed right now. Yeah, um, can't even practice. Yeah, you can't practice. Um, most most players are, uh, you know, online playing 2K. You know, my player. <laughs> literally, you know I mean? literally, yeah, literally, yeah, literally, literally. You'll you meet know. me at the park. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing 2K. You know, on my player. You Devin know, Booker, man. I see you. Link up, <laughs> yes sir. D Book, we see you. D Book, we see you. Link up. <laughs> Gamer tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously no it's it's uh it's one of these things where you know i would be i would lean on the side of caution because you don't want to put anybody's health in jeopardy so especially and you know the, the other thing is the players don't want to play in front of just no fans so it's, it's, it, it's, it's just weird we heard lebron say it yeah. like when this all started mm-hmm. you, i mean they play for the fans exactly it, People play for the fans. The fans give them the extra motivation. Exactly. Like, nothing's nothing's better than hearing the crowd just scream yeah. and chant, you know, MVP chants. Your team's down and your crowd boosts you back into it. You're rallying behind them. Game winners. That, man, on, look, man. that momentum shift, like, it, yes, it's, it's, dri- it's fan driven. Like, it's killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine hitting a big three and then nothing happens. It's exactly. <laughs> Crickets. I'll be pissed. Yeah, like, like, yo. Like, yo, that's a bucket. What are you? <laughs> yo. Clap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Clap. Yo, say something. For real. For real, though. Like, imagine hitting, Somebody the, did this. Imagine like, hitting <laughs> the game winner and then just going to the locker room. Yeah. No exactly. interview. No interview. No nothing. Like, like yeah. who I you, call games. Yeah. Like, who are you giving a shout out to? 
Nobody's there for you. <laughs> we don't care. Move on. Next. Next game. Next. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it would just be like wreck pick up basketball. Yeah. So, I mean, that's no fun. Like, that. that's no fun. And I do think people would look at it. Um, I think if they did that, they should mic the players up so we could hear what the players are yeah, saying. Be because funny. Yeah. player talk on the court is hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Like player talk on the court is hilarious. Like imagine hearing some of the players talk trash. Yeah. Like that would be funny. Like but, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh my goodness. We got to censor a lot of these mics. <laughs> we'll have to censor a lot of those mics. Bev, just, just sit People, down, bro. Yo, imagine if this happened like when KG was playing. Oh like <laughs> Garnett. Rasheed like, Wallace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might have to come on after midnight. <laughs> this, this, that's, now that's content. Adult content. Now that, now that, that's content right yeah. there. Y'all really want to turn up? <laughs> Mic up these players. Yeah. That, that's content for you. Yeah. But no, assuming that um, the NBA does come back, mm-hmm. how do you feel players will look? Do you think this is too much of a layoff for some of these players? Um, we don't know if all these players are able to practice if they have facilities in their houses, some players do, some players don't. Um, I think rust would be a big factor. I think health players that weren't necessarily healthy yeah. could come back healthy, give them fresh legs. That could be a positive, but rust could be a negative. Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, you, you spent all off season <clears throat> kind of preparing, you know, for the season. Um, you know, you have your workouts, you know, your, your mini camps and things like that in the NBA circuit. And, you know, you're taking we've been out of NBA for what, three weeks now, two weeks, three weeks. It feels like three years. Yeah. But but I, I think, think I think weeks. I think I want to say it's two weeks going on three weeks. So you see, I mean, a lot of these guys are going on IG live. You see them playing like, who know, at the table <laughs> with the family. They Man, pick the basketball spades, up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you have other, you know, you have other players that, you know, have indoor facilities at their houses, mm-hmm. you know, so they're working out and stuff like that. They have a basketball gym in the house. You know, they got, they got money like that. So yeah, they, like, they, they ball out right. stuff real quick. Yeah, <laughs> so they can do things like that. But it's a different, it's a different type of ball when you're playing at full court. You know what I mean? Yeah. NBA type of basketball where it's a lot of motion, a lot of movement. Um, and you yeah, the stamina. Keep your pace. I, yeah. Think, I think I think stamina will be a big factor yeah. um, coming back because you're not in that in game mode. So I think it'll take a few games just to get yeah. back into that in game mode. And some of these teams don't have a few games to spare. Yeah. Um, with the playoff race being as tight as it is, yeah. some of these teams don't have that type of game to spare. I do think it is good for the players um, who were injured or you know were battling injury throughout the season and fighting through it um just to get back to 100% but but how they how yeah, they if, if, if how they're, they're rehabbing training, yeah, right they, exactly if, if they're not training what exactly are they doing exactly. aside from just healing that's it um yeah they could be healing but they're not they're not know, strengthening yeah. that muscle or whatever it is and I, you know it i can't even, i wouldn't say strengthening the muscle i would say they're just not in basketball shape like they might be you know physically getting better by resting but mm. If they're not like, you know, constantly shooting a basketball or touching a basketball, or just doing dribbles, like just well, simple fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my point of the strength and muscles, the injured players, if they broke, oh, things like that, you know, you can't, you can't do anything right now. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It's healing, but you're not strengthening the area around your injury. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, um, you're still, when you get back, you're still going to need to rehab it and try to get it, you know, stronger, you know, for basketball shape. You know, luckily, basketball is not not 
the the physical uh, sport like football where you're getting a lot of soft tissue injuries and things like that. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting not playing hit. For a while. You're, exactly. not, you're not getting hit constantly. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's a benefit from that, but I don't think players are ready to just hop on, uh, you know, hop in re- and ready for the season. Yeah, uh, like, they, they can't just be like, yo, our NBA back on yeah, game, like, game Friday. Game like, tomorrow. Like, yeah, game tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every, eight every, o'clock. Like, yeah, every team get, get back, normal schedule, yeah. fly out. Nah, like, yeah, so. Yeah. I think I think it'll take it'll take a while. It's yeah, gonna, it'll for take sure. it'll take about a I say it'll take about a week or so to get back yeah, in basketball shape. For sure, a full week of even just, just dieting, yeah. <laughs> even just the diet. Yeah, people probably eating reckless right now. Exactly, like, <laughs> like, like yo, I know you don't got make put that McDonald's yeah. down. <laughs> like, these boys eating Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> they got Popeyes at the table. They didn't, get, they didn't get a chef the week off. Yeah, like, like, come on, man. Yo, put the put the, yeah, same, put the double cheeseburger down. Put, like, put, yeah. put the double cheeseburger down. Yeah, man. boys ordering pizza yeah, like oh, not in a di- not a diet, yeah. not a diet. Eating French fries, milkshakes, like <laughs> y'all gotta relax. Yeah, man. I mean, all, all we can say is like we just got to wait and see. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I just want everybody to get healthy. Yeah. I, I want everybody to get healthy. I want everybody to make it through this, and we'll see. You know what comes of this mm-hmm. if this goes away or blows over in the near future. But yeah, I just like to give that that round of applause, man. Round of applause in the NBA and just stepping up and just being the first to go ahead and like yeah. go ahead and make that statement like, yo, we're not playing. Like they're not afraid of, of making a statement. So Adam Silver Adam Silver is really good for yeah, that. Like, he's he, a great, great commissioner. Round of That's for you, man. Yeah. You need you needed that. I know you probably don't listen to this pod, but but you you want to shout that. you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> but um, while the NBA is you know quiet, NFL's up. Oh yeah, way, way, way up. Yeah, we um we we've had a lot of excitement in the NFL world. Free agency opened up officially uh, on Wednesday. Um, the goat, yeah, the goat, and you know, right, right from the shoot. I mean, just a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, actually, Tom Brady officially signed his two-year, sixty million dollar deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, fully guaranteed, and he's paired along with the Mike Evans, uh, with Chris Godwin, uh, with OJ Howard. They have a lot of weapons on that squad. If they can shore up that offensive line, they'll be good to go. They're they're definitely going to make a push. Man, the goat, <laughs> like, yeah. like the goat. I, I really don't know what to say. I never thought I would actually see Tom Brady go to another team, be playing in another jersey for another coach. Aside from Bill Belichick, I thought they were together forever. I yeah. thought that was a package deal, and lo and behold, Tom Brady headed to Tampa, left the entire AFC, and shook up the NFC South for sure. Yeah, this <laughs> you gotta face Drew Brees twice a year. I really like the Tom Brady Bruce Arians pairing though. It, it's really intriguing. He's a he's he's been with a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. He's been with a lot of quarterbacks. He's coached a lot of quarterbacks. A lot of really good quarterbacks. Yes, yeah, yeah. not not just average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Payton, the Payne Manning's yeah. out there. Like he's really been coaching up some great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and we've seen success from these quarterbacks. So I think this is a great fit for Tom yeah. Brady. They've surrounded him with weapons that he probably hasn't had. I want to say in his career. No. Um, no, not a, as, not of that actually. Yeah, no. aside from Randy Moss, mm-hmm. I think that Tom Brady is surrounded like by he's been surrounded by. I don't want to call anyone average because in the NFL you 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 have to be better than average, but he's been surrounded with some elite talent. Yeah, in Tampa. I mean, this this is the best supporting cast he's had in a long time. They can short, like I said, they can short that offensive line a little bit. They'll be good to go. They put up points last year with yeah, Jameis. Exactly. 
And Jameis turns the ball over a lot. Yeah. Yes. Relax. Yeah, we do. We do, <laughs> we do know this. <laughs> but he has new eyes, though. I'm he trying has to tell you. Y'all, y'all have heard it here first. <laughs> I am going to die on this hill. My boy Jameis is going to spaz with whatever team he plays for this year. 40 and 40. No, 40 and 20, my bad. Hashtag LASIK Jameis. Come on now. <laughs> new eyes, new me. Yep. Like, I, pro- I promise, Yo. man. Every- y'all are sleeping on him. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what he's going to do, but y'all are sleeping on him. And I am serious. I'm ready to stand my ground with this. But enough about Jameis because we had a whole lot of moves. I don't even, we're going to run through all of them, but I just want you to tell me what was your, what was the most shocking move of the weekend for you? Had to be the DeAndre Hawkins trade. Um, when you trade <laughs> arguably the, the best receiver in the game, literally top three in the league. And you trade, easily. you trade him for a running back in David Johnson and, and some Skittles and some Skittles. Um, not only did you do that, you, fo- you are paying David Johnson's full contract off the the Cardinals books, meaning you bailed them out. And not nothing against David Johnson, but let's not forget he was benched last exactly. year. Exactly. He was benched last For year. For Kenyon Drake. Um so it was D hopping a fourth uh going to Arizona uh for uh David Johnson uh a second round pick and a fourth round pick. So that compensation for the elite receiver which is DeAndre Hopkins first off we know the relationship between him and Bill O'Brien and we'll get to, you know, their feud in a minute, but this, this shot, this was the first trade right out the shoot that shocked the entire sports world. Uh, Watson was like, what's going on? Like, like what's happening? Why? Just why, why would you give away one of the best receivers, not just on your team? Cause he is the best receiver on the team. He's probably the best receiver in the league. In the league. Yeah. He, he's literally probably one of the best receivers in the league, and you gave him away for what seems like almost nothing. Nothing. Almost nothing. And, and then to hear what Michael Irving said afterwards, just messy. That It's just nasty. And Comparing I, him to Aaron Hernandez is crazy. Um, I don't know what to say about Bill O'Brien. It seems like these these Bill Belichick disciples seem like um, – they're they're untouchable in some way. They're not Bill Belichick. They need to realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you you hit it right on the head. I think that everyone that leaves the Patriots organization that was under Bill Belichick yeah. thinks, yeah, they think that they're a step above everyone else exactly. because they were under one of the greatest coaches slash GMs ever. Yeah, and they never pan out that great. No, um, none of them. Yeah, I mean, and it's nothing against them, but I mean, look at Detroit with Patricia giving up Slay. Um, it, it's. <laughs> And it's funny about that because the the first time they were trying to trade them off, they were asking for like two first rounders, yeah. and only to double back and send send them over for virtually nothing. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's good, great for you, great for the Eagles. I mean, yeah, the Darius Slay trade was. I mean, I was extremely happy. I yeah, that's what Eagles I'm saying. Fans. Great for you, great for the Eagles. So, it's just funny though because they were asking for so much. Yeah, and then nothing happened. Exactly, and then y'all basically didn't give away anything. But the the night before the trade was the funniest because he was tweeting, get me out of here. He was <laughs> laughing with it with DeAndre Hopkins and the guys. They're just laughing on Twitter, like just talking about it. He's like, man, I'm, man, I'm glad that trade went through, man. Get me out of here now. Everybody laughing at him. <laughs> like it's when you, when you have a player do that on Twitter, it automatically takes the leverage out of your hands. It does. So, because everybody sees it, right? Like yep. teams monitor social media. Yes. So they're seeing that and they're like, okay, we can get him now. 
So oh, you know, we've seen the biggest finesse and leverage this weekend over Cam Newton. But yeah. I'm gonna save for that because we're gonna get to that. So the <laughs> so so the Eagles and Lions have been talking actually since the trade deadline when they tried to acquire him first. Um and they finally pulled the trigger, a three and a five, go to the Lions, and Darius Slay comes to Philadelphia and he gets a three year extension. Um so it's a three year extension worth fifty mil. Um thirty mil of that is guaranteed. Um so you know it seems, you know, he, now he's the highest paid corner uh, on the market as we speak. And the Eagles are kind of looking at it as a four-year, $60.5 million deal because he he already had a $10 million cap hit this year. So they're just going to extend that three more years past. So it's a it's a good deal for a 29-year-old corner who's also a top-five corner. Yeah. Elite. It is a huge need for the Eagles because their <laughs> secondary has been getting torched. So, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of getting torched, we know Darius Slay is amazing. What was your PR team doing? So, over there? I don't know what's going on. With the <laughs> you gonna PR. vouch for that? No, <laughs> you, you gonna no, vouch for no, that? No, that's trash. <laughs> you uh, gonna, they, <laughs> I don't know if y'all seen, but that video every, was terrible. They did a video for Darius Slay, you know, showing his showing his welcome to the city of Philly, welcome to the team, and every clip in that highlight was of someone catching the ball. <laughs> every one of them. Yeah, if you are trying to tell me that this is the guy that I I look forward to to hold the defense down, I'm not so. I'm just not so. Yeah, I, and it's funny because I, you know, I, I I follow a lot of Eagles, you know, you know, reporters and things like that on Twitter, and they're all saying the same thing. Like, man, this has been the weirdest set of plays we've seen in any highlight. Video. It's almost like, are we sure we made the right yeah, decision? Like, we sure this is yeah, the guy? Like, this, is, this is the guy? Him? This like, is the guy. Yo, that must have been what Coach was looking at when he told him, you know what he told him. He must have showed that tape. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Slade did say he showed a couple of plays where he was getting beat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we know the fallout from there. We're not going to go over that here. But we know the fallout from there. We're starting to see a weird weird vibes between players and coaches. Yeah. Um, I've, we've seen a lot of weird vibes of the weekend. The thing that Michael Irvin spoke about with um, Hopkins mm-hmm. and the coach, when comparing him to Aaron Hernandez, yeah. tasteless, nasty, na- nasty behavior. And then, and then this um, with Patricia and yeah. Darius Slade, yeah. just weird, weird behavior. Yeah, and it's, it's so weird, man. I always tell people like relationships matter in any business you're in. You know, maintaining, keeping strong relationships will take you places where you never be. You see coaches like Andy Reid, who's had great relationships with his players. Andy Reid has succeeded wherever he's been in coaching. And it's because his relationship with the players, he lets them be themselves. And he has that relate, that personal, you know, bond with them. Um, so, so coaches that have that personal relationship with the players, they seem to thrive, especially in the modern day NFL. Yeah, there needs to be a mutual respect between a player and a coach. Like a player has to want to play for you. Yeah. Like, you can't just ruin that relationship. We get it. It's business. Mm-hmm. It's a business at the end of the day, but there's a thing is, you know, good practice, good yeah. business. And I feel like some of these coaches aren't doing good business. And, you know, my main one for the week is the Cam Newton situation. Man, have the Panthers played this horribly. Yeah. They've done this horribly. So, you know, if everyone isn't aware, the Panthers signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year, $63 million contract. Mm-hmm. and 40 then, million of that guarantee in the first two years, by the way. Yeah, which is, he's he's getting money. Yeah. And he, I got, he got a signing bonus too, correct? $15 million. Yeah, $15 million uh, signing bonus. Yeah, like, he's getting a bag. Yeah. 
But it's not just that because we already know, you know, there are talks about Cam Newton, them possibly trading Cam Newton. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of devastated being being from North Carolina. I don't think, you know, there are Carolina Panthers without Cam Newton. I mean, he's former MVP, took him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I guess life goes on. But with that being said, this situation has been handled poorly. Terrible. Um, Cam Newton is coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton is not you can't really get a physical with other teams right now because of the the coronavirus situation. Cam Newton came out and said he did not ask to be traded. Mm -hmm. The Panthers said they granted him permission to seek a trade. And then he said that that looks like, okay, somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. So if Cam Newton comes out and says, I did not ask for that, Mm -hmm. let's, let's not get our words twisted. Then that means, you know, the Panthers are fabricating a story. So on top of him being injured, why would somebody give up? the farm for that player when you're going to have to release yeah. it. So, so Cam Newton's trade value is, is not exactly what you say, uh, you know, in a good spot right now. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not. He, he's he a hasn't player, played. Right. He's hurt. a player coming off a Liz Frank injury, which is a broken bone in the foot, uh, which is kind of, it takes time to get back from that. Once you have surgery and things like that. Here's the thing I, I told us, you know, probably two or three pods ago about the new regime in Carolina, the new owner, the new general manager, and how they have no loyalty towards Cam Newton. And, you know, the, the the owner comes from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, they <laughs> they don't when they have a new regime change over in, in Pittsburgh, they have no loyalty toward the players in place at that point in time. So when he came to Carolina, I knew that there was gonna be a change or a shift in Carolina, especially at the quarterback position, because of who the, who the owner was. And the owners pay the big bucks. They're the ones that make the decisions in the organization. So it made sense to then fresh start, get the quarterback out. You have a new head coach. You have a new general manager. It's time to get a new feel in Carolina. So this was coming. This was this was coming down the pipe, the pipeline. Here's what I would say about them and how they handled it. It was terrible. You know, you you need to be able to communicate with the with the agent and the uh, and the um the player, and you need to work together to then get moved or traded to uh, a, a situation where the player wants to be it. So, like the Chargers would be when they traded uh, Trey Turner, that could have been the ideal trade, like sending Trey Turner and Cam Newton together out and mm-hmm. you know with the Chargers with Anthony Lynn. They they could have been had that done. They did not. It, it's on them. Yeah, no, I, I just think, and I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, the new owner coming in, want his players. Yep. He doesn't have to have loyalty technically because these are not his players, right. and he's the one paying the money, mm-hmm. so understood. I just felt like with one year left on his contract, Cam Newton has earned the right as a Panther to finish that year out at least and see what they can do. And it looks like the Panthers are just in full rebuild mode. Yeah. We've seen um, For sure. Th- we've seen three of their icons – in Carolina, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, mm-hmm. Cam. These are all players that are gone. And by well, the Cam, way, Cam is still there, but Cam it's expected yeah. for Cam to be gone. And by the way, they may not be done. So, I I agree. So DJ I, Moore, he could he probably could be moved for the right price. Um I, which to, I like DJ Moore a lot, actually. To be honest, yeah. I mean, if it looks like they're in full rebuild, like hundred percent. And it's not to me, they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just not doing it well. Mm. Um, I think there's a way to do things, you know, smart, just to move, just to move smarter. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look so bad and mm-hmm. so evident. 
Um, I think they are doing the fans in Carolina a disservice mm -hmm. by just getting rid of Cam like this and, you know, saying they're granting him permission permission to request a trade when he didn't want to trade in the first place. Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to be in Carolina. But fine, you know, business is a business. You want to move on. Um, keep that under wraps. Don't just, you know, don't put words in his mouth. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to try to rebuild and get something for him, you have to be smarter. Mm -hmm. You can't. Um, with, especially with the situation, you have to adapt. Um, players can't go to other teams to get physicals right now right. because of the coronavirus right. situation. So, you know, and he's coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of unknown with Cam Newton right yeah. now. You're not helping your leverage. Yeah. All you're doing right now is eating money the longer you keep him exactly. on a roster. Yeah. Hence why we expect Cam to be gone mm -hmm. um, sooner than later. And to be honest, if they're in a full rebuild mode, if they really want to get some assets for something, I think they should get rid of McCaffrey. So it's exactly. So I, I think, think they should get rid I of McCaffrey. D, I think DJ, uh, DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey should be able to be moved, but I don't think, I think they're going to extend Christian McCaffrey, but I think DJ Moore could be half for the right price. So um, I, I think it's just a situation in Carolina uh, with Matt Rule and he's bringing, um, sort of his 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 coaching style uh to the NFL. Um he's a great coach. I love Matt Rule by the way. He's a great coach. Um but I think he's just bringing his style of football to the NFL. He which he was in the NFL before. He was with the Giants, so he's coming back. Um but it, it's one of these things where you're just in a rebuild mode. New owner, new general manager, new head coach. It's a it's a rebuild. It happens Different organizations, you know, do it a different way. Some people build on the fly. Some people just want a full rebuild. So the Panthers are doing a full rebuild. But the weird thing about the Carolina Panthers is this. You traded for Russell Kuhn, who has been contemplating retirement for the last two years. And he's an old tackle, like an offensive tackle. He's a really old offensive tackle. And this is my point. And like he wants to be, he wants to retire very soon. So what is the point? Like, if you want to get younger... Why would you make that trade? This is my point. They're they're not moving correctly. Yeah. They, 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 it's like they're working backwards. Exactly. You're getting rid of assets and players that you know mean the world to Carolina as a city, and then you're bringing in players that are old and mm -hmm. you know don't have that much left in the tank per mm -hmm. se, and you know are ready to settle down really soon. Are we getting younger? Like what? Like what is the what is yeah. the idea? You know, what is the idea? So that's why I'm saying I don't think the Panthers have handled free agency well at all. Mm -hmm. I would give them a F yeah. on the grading scale. Yeah, it's, so, been a, it's been a terrible offseason. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a terrible offseason yeah. for them. So, I mean, we'll see what's to come. Um, I hope that Cam Newton can get to a situation where he can show that he can still play football because I do think a healthy Cam yeah. is a dangerous Cam yeah. Newton. I think a healthy Cam Newton is uh better than Teddy Bridgewater. Of course. Um, But, yeah, we just don't know how healthy Cam can be. But Cam was once MVP. Yeah. Cam took his team to the Super Bowl. Yep. I believe in Cam. Yeah, no, Cam, so, like I said, you know. We'll see. Cam healthy we'll see. is elite, Um, but that Liz Freck injury is something to worry about for sure. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Where do you think the Patriots are going at quarterback? They don't have the GOAT no more. Well, they don't have the GOAT no more. They just recently today signed Brian Hoyer, so it seems to me like they're going to have to draft a quarterback. I was Because um, I was about to ask you the same yeah. exact question again, because Brian Hoyer yeah, doesn't exactly. tell me Exactly. They signed me. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> they, they signed me. Like, <laughs> like, what, like what are we doing here? What, what are we doing? They signed me. Okay, next. Like, okay, okay. and like, yeah, like, they, what are we doing? Where are they going? They're going to draft a quarterback. Can they handle a Cam Newton, a Jameis, maybe? They're, nah, Bill Belichick ain't got the patience. Like, they're, they're, not, they're, I will, I will look. 
<laughs> to all, yo, Jameis, man, I'm rooting for you, though. <laughs> I'm here for you, fam. To all our listeners, I will put a hundred dollars that they are not signing Cam Newton, <laughs> nor that are they signing Jameis Winston. <laughs> they are not signing neither one of them. I guarantee it. Yo, Jameis, turn up, man. <laughs> LASIK Jameis, <laughs> turn up, man. Where do? You, all right, so, so you think they're gonna draft a quarterback? Yes. Do you think they move up in the draft to draft a quarterback? So that that's the question. Um, it's weird, right? Like who? It, it all depends on who they like. Like you know, they could potentially get a. Uh, no, they're not getting to it. Forget it. All right, <laughs> they're not getting <laughs> Forget to it. Forget it. it. <laughs> no, but I will Next say life. I will. <laughs> I will say this: Bill Belichick has always found a way to maximize his talent yeah. when he didn't have the elite players on the yeah. team. So I can agree that I think the Patriots will be okay. So here, here's the thing about the Patriots, right? We say that. But then last year, Tom Brady was out there throwing to me and you. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is, yeah. I don't know. You know, they have no weapons on offense. True. The this offensive is. line is trash right now. They mm-hmm. just lost, they just lost their, their, you know, godsend offensive line coach and Dante Skarnakia. They're in a, they're in a weird place. You lost your quarterback, you lost your offensive line coach, and then you have your players on defense departing you. They're in a weird spot right now, but I think they're going to be back in like two years with another quarterback, and we have no no right. issues. So. All right, two two years. I'm putting you on the spot right now. All Do right. they make the playoffs this year? No. Okay, without hesitation. Yeah, no. Without, okay, how many? Not they, with that roster. No. Do they win ten games this year? No. Wow. So you have no. Okay. So, I. It sounds like in the in the Tom Brady Bill Belichick marriage because we know. People have been going back and forth. Is it Bill Belichick? Is it Tom Brady? Who made who better? Well, um, to, yeah, to me, it's not even that conversation, right? You look at their roster right now. Oh, so you not, just look at the talent? Yeah, they're the not talent. Period. They're just, they're, their defense is really good. Let, let me let me be very clear. Still a their top defense, three defense. Is, exactly. Their yeah. defense is very good, but their offense and their offensive line, you just can't function that way. I don't. And then who are you putting that quarterback? Like, I know you're not going to go out here and ball out here with Brian Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Me, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, got, I got us. Yeah, I'm already in the New England area. Like, you know, you drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round last year. Who was a great receiver? At I like, Arizona State. No, I like I like no, Nikhil Harry. Um, but he didn't he didn't perform that well last year, right? Like, well, he, he, he had he was he was, hurt. For, he he was, was hurt. hurt. He was hurt for the first eight weeks, mm-hmm. and then he you know he he probably I think he had he scored like three touchdowns yeah, in the last he, remaining he, years. He or didn't whatever. he didn't do what they thought he exactly would do, is what we would say but I, I just think their offense is not good enough to win do they win a division i mean yes duh oh no actually is no it, buffalo duh, bills. is it no, duh is no, it a duh that's no, what i'm saying actually, that's what i'm saying actually no they don't that's what i'm saying the, the buffalo okay. bills will win that division all right with with the new stefan diggs and josh norman yeah i mean you all right so you brought it up i mean the stefan diggs trade the Bills gave up a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Like they, they gave up a lot. But Stephon Diggs, very, very talented receiver. I think he's 24 years old. Super talented. And then you have you real, have him real good motor too. Yeah, you have him financially under control for the next three years at a reasonable rate. So it's a really good trade for them. Stephon Diggs now gets to grow with Josh Allen, so it was a pretty good trade. Stephon Diggs was dealt. For a first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick in 2020, and then a fourth round pick in 2021. That's four draft picks for a receiver. And you only got back Stephon Diggs in a seventh round draft pick. This is a really, really lopsided trade. And the Vikings got exactly what they wanted, which is extra draft ammo. For a receiver, too. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Stephon Diggs isn't an elite receiver because I think is, yeah. I think he's an elite receiver, I but I don't know if he's a top five receiver. And I feel like they gave up top three yeah, type assets. I mean, especially you, you compare this trade to the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, yeah. <laughs> like Carlos whoa. got Hopkins for nothing. Yeah, like what, for me, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, me, I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm everywhere. Like, what you want? What you want from me? <laughs> I'm everywhere. Nah, this Diggs trade. I mean, I I will say this. It's a loaded wide receiver class in this draft, and they could have easily, you know, took the you know took the chance and drafted receivers mm-hmm. in this draft. Agreed. But they went out. They swung for the fences. Got somebody established. You, you got established receiver who's had production mm-hmm. since he's been in the league, and you have a a twenty four year old wide receiver who's already in his well almost hitting his prime. He's basically there. yeah, and you get to you get to have him grow with your quarterback and Josh Allen, your young quarterback. And then your defense is already, already top five defense, right? Great defense. Really good defense. So the Buffalo Bills, these last couple of years, I don't know if people have been paying attention to the moves they've been making, but Brandon Bean and, you know, Sean McDermott, those guys like that, they're they're building this thing the right way from trenches. And then they're they're giving their their quarter their young quarterback weapons on the outside. Their defense is really good. It's it's a really good fit. And they just signed Josh Norman to play on the opposite side of Tredavious mm-hmm. White in mm-hmm. that zone scheme. It's gonna be a really good and team. I, I think yeah. that's great for Josh Norman, exactly. who um had a bad, bad years with mm-hmm. the Redskins, mm-hmm. didn't have his greatest years, had elite years in Carolina. But he's going back. Think, yeah, he's going to back. His... He, he's going back to what he's comfortable exactly. with. He's going back exactly. to what his bread and butter is. He's mm-hmm. going back to that system that made him so exactly. elite in the first place. And Sean McDermott was yeah. the defensive coordinator and in I, Carolina at that point in time. I, I so think, yeah. I think that's a great fit for them. Yeah. How do you feel about Todd Gurley? Um, going back to Atlanta, so back in Georgia, yeah. So we we knew about Ty Gurley or Brandon Cooks possibly being moved um, before they were due their money. So Ty Gurley was the one that had to go. So he gets cut right, and immediately the next day he signs back in Georgia mm-hmm. with, with the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. for six million dollars. Um, so you know, there's a lot of teams that are worried about his knee right now. Like, is he is he is it going to get better is the question, right? You know, there's team, you know, he would have been traded if it had not been for the coronavirus and, you know, the physical and things like that, he would have been traded, mm-hmm. but he got cut instead, saved some money on the Rams cap. Um, and now he's in, in Atlanta. So you have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Todd Gurley and Calvin Ridley. And, you know, you got weapons on top of weapons on top of weapons. Um, the thing is, and you cut Deont- Devontae Freeman, so you needed a running back. So now you have a Ty Gurley, you know, still. In, I believe Ty Gurley's still in his prime. It's just a knee issue. That's that's what's scaring people. So it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna work though. And nothing against Devontae Freeman, but he's like a little, a little bit of a smaller back. And I think Ty Gurley's a little bigger than he yeah. is. Um. So I and I think Ty Gurley is a little better than he is. I mean, you know, a I little. Love, <laughs> you know, a I little. love. And yeah, and you know, I love Florida State. But yeah, like. Uh, Ty Gurley's top five running back when he's of healthy. Of course, but no question. I'm not exactly sure how healthy he is. Um, I didn't see the same Ty Gurley last year that we seen in Did years not. previous. Yeah, I don't know if it was because of the offensive scheme change. Yeah, I think um, but yeah, he didn't. Look, he didn't look like the same mm-hmm. running back. Ty Gurley's a scary running back. Like he will run you over. He will outrun you, and he has a great stiff arm. But that's that same explosiveness and that yeah, same. You're right. You know what I mean? Juice coming out, you know, hitting the hole, whatever. It wasn't the same last year. But I think Todd Gurley got um, a little more money than most running backs would because he can catch. He's a, He has great 
great hands. He's a do it all running back. Yeah, yeah, he is. And yeah, he's a he's a in between the tackles running back. He can go outside the mm-hmm. tackles running back. Outside you know, zone, in inside yeah. zone. Like he's he a, catch out the backfield. He's all an that. elite running back. It's yeah. just the question of his health. And I'm not I'm I'm not sure if he's healthy either. No. I, I don't know how healthy he is, but I have a feeling that he um feels he's slighted. Have a good year. No, he's gonna have a good year. No, he has I, a chip on the shoulder. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think he I think he feels slighted. I think he feels slighted. He didn't necessarily get a big contract no, from the one Falcons. year six yeah. mil, like yeah, okay. I mean, Melvin Gordon got more. Um, yeah, yeah, Melvin Gordon got more to the Broncos, exactly. which is another running back move. Yeah, um, to, I think it was two years, sixteen million, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, two years, fourteen million or fourteen million. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, no, sixteen million. You're right. Okay, so yeah, sixteen million. So yeah, Melvin Gordon got more. So yeah. I'm not exactly sure. You know, if Todd Gurley feels that he's being valued at his value, and I think he's about to turn up. No, it's going to be a good year for him. I, he has yeah, a chip I, on the shoulder. I think he's going to spaz. And I he's think back in that home offense. in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, it, it all worked out for him. You know, I, I laughed at his tweet uh, after he got cut. He was like, "Man, I got fired, fired on my, my day, day off." <laughs> and you see Wade Phillips reply. Yeah. He's like, "Man, me too." Ah! <laughs> all right, yo Wade, yo Wade, yo Wade, yeah, yo, yo, Wade, <laughs> cut it out. Cut. Don't jump in there and say me too. Nah, that's funny. But that's real though. That, that's real though. Like, like, yo, I, some of these players get moved and have no idea until yeah. they wake up to the social media, yeah. all the mentions on Twitter. Like, look at the Jags right now. Everybody getting out of there. Fournette, oh, yeah. like, Fournette, like, yo, what is happening? Yeah. What is happening? That, that Fresh Pens meme is hilarious. Yeah. Yo, he in the living room with nothing. All his boys are out of there. Yeah. Like, just think about that that team that went to the AFC Championship game just, what, three years ago? Yeah, yeah. That whole defense that was Gone. incredible. That whole defense dismantled. Except for uh, Gag- Ngagwe, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Everybody else, the cornerbacks, mm-hmm. AJ Bouye, Ramsey. Gone. Like, they're out. Yeah. Fowler. Fowler like, gone. They're, 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 they're all out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it's been a lot of moves. I think that girly move was really good because uh, – I mean, with Julio Jones there, they have weapons. Calvin Ridley. Calvin like, Ridley there, who's young, up-and-coming receiver. They got weapons. They did get rid of Austin Hooper, yeah, which they, I forgot to and mention. They, and then they traded for uh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, from, Hayden uh, Hurst from Baltimore. Yes. Um, and Hooper's another interesting thing that I don't think many people are talking about. He went to the Browns, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Correct? Yep. He went to the Browns. Mm-hmm. They are loaded. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, they were loaded last year too. But, you know, we'll <laughs> they're see. more loaded. Look, they're yeah. they're more loaded. So here's the thing: they had the two man. elite tight ends, two elite receivers, receivers yeah, and they got Kareem Hunt in the backfield, yeah. and um, why am I blanking on the other running Nick back? Chubb. Nick Chubb, <laughs> Nick Chubb, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah. They are and stacked. their defense is elite. Like, they are they, stacked. Yeah, put me a quarterback. Yeah, yo, I'm everywhere. Just. Put me yeah, I'm saying you've been put you done plugged yourself in everywhere. I'm trying to get paid. Yeah. Right? You yeah. feel me? My boy trying to get 10 racks. Yo, somebody give me the best. Somebody pay this man. <laughs> Yo. Seriously. Somebody but, did this. But man. no. All right, enough. Yeah. An order, order on the pod. Yeah. Order on the pod. Mayfield has no excuses. No, he doesn't. I mean, if they, they need to shore up the offensive line, obviously. They've been needing to do that for the last three years. But no, I mean, he has no he has no excuse. Baker Mayfield has to perform. He has to get the ball out quickly because he held the ball very long last year. And the offensive line needs to improve. So it's on Baker Mayfield's shoulders. You know, I mean, it's it's on their offensive coordinators, on their head coach. 
to really put him in a position to thrive. You know, they, you know, it's a calling card, right? Because I believe, uh, you know, with with Andrew Barry now the general manager over there, he's not going to accept, you know, less less talent. You know, what I mean, less less uh, production from his squad. You know what I mean? He he's one of these general managers who's gonna, you know, start making moves and cutting people and trading people if things don't get right. So this is a position where the Browns really need to, you know, while people are in their primes, while you have manageable contracts with the young talent, it's time to execute. Yeah, he like I don't think he has any excuses this year. I know last year they got all the weapons and everybody was on the hype beast mm-hmm. train. Um, I think this one that one year gave them time to really reflect. Um, get rid of their egos per se and just like sit down like all right I know we have a lot of talent how can we actually make this work because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone went there with the individual mindset yo we're all so good individually yeah. that this should just mesh as a team mm-hmm. like we should just be good just because we're all great right. and I feel like this year off um, is going to give them a lot of time to really reflect really buckle down and really understand the system that they're in so that they can make the proper plays and be the team that we think they can be. Because on paper, they're a Super Bowl team. Yeah. On paper, they're really, really good. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see with them. Um, they might not even win in the division, if I'm being honest. I mean, we got Action Jackson. Yeah, like, <laughs> They might not they even trust. win in the division. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come they on, trust. huh? Whoa, whoa. We are out Somebody here. Somebody did this. Oh, Somebody yo, did this. Yo, about that. yo you are over there? Like. I don't you know good? what's going on. I don't <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah. You just went big, on a st- Yo, you went wild. Yo, man, Big that. Trust came out and everybody started booming. <laughs> but no, I just had to let you know how I feel, man. I'm out here. Like like Mark Ingram said, I'm out here. Order in the pod. Order back in what the pod. What is happening right now? <laughs> A couple of more moves we need to get to before we get out of here. Uh, Nick Foles, obviously, going to the Bears. I think that's pretty big. Um, so, says a lot about the Bears. So Nick Foles has history with both Matt, Matt Nagy and um, also, uh, you know, their, their QB coach now, um, who was both was in Philadelphia. So John DeFilippo is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So both were in Philadelphia. They know a lot about Nick Foles. They were there when Nick Foles was drafted in Philadelphia. They worked under... Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. they worked on Andy Reid when he was there. So they've known Nick Foles for a long time. They know what he's about. They know how he plays. And let's just say Mitch Trubisky will not be starting for the Chicago Bears this year. Do you think he's not going to start the start the season? Or no. do you think he's not going to start by like... He's not going to win his job. Oh, so you don't think he's starting from the jump? No. Um, They said that they brought Nick Foles in to, you know, light a fire in Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky, be somebody that mm-hmm. helped yeah. him compete. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, as much as I don't want to agree, I agree. I think just I just think Nick Foles is the better quarterback. I was never a big believer in Mitch Trubisky, and the coach is backing him, but I I don't see it. Here's the thing: you don't you don't trade for Nick Foles. I think they sent out a fourth round pick, and they brought his contract to Chicago. Nick Foles and that was a huge money. Yeah. yeah that was a huge Nick contract. Nick Foles is getting paid. You're not going to have that sitting on the bench. He's starting from day one, and he's he's familiar with the uh, the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Nick Foles is starting from day one in Chicago. Yeah, I'll take that. How do you feel about um, Phillip Rivers and Indy? So, yeah, so Phillip Rivers and Indy with Frank Reich, and, you know, I think it's a good fit because I, I really like Frank Reich, you know what I mean, another guy that was in Philadelphia. <laughs> but, you know, Frank Reich's a really good coach. He knows all about quarterback. He's a former quarterback. Um, he's won plenty of games in his career, at, both as a coach and as a player. 
Um, and Phillip Rivers is a veteran quarterback. However, if Phillip Rivers does not participate, you know, they traded around, they traded their first round pick for the defensive lineman mm-hmm. for the 49ers. So they don't have their first round pick. I thought they were going to take Jordan Love in the first round at 13. That is probably not feasible now because you don't yeah. have a first round pick. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's one of these things where they're kind of all in this year, right? You, you traded for a defensive lineman who's making, I think he's the highest paid defensive tackle, I believe now. And then you now have Phillip Rivers, who's making, I believe, uh, $28, 29000000 million, I believe. Um, so you're, you're a team that you believe that you're ready to compete right now. You're ready to win right now. And I believe um, that they are ready to win right now. I do now. too. They have one of the best offensive lines. The best. In, yeah, yeah. Maybe may the best offensive exactly. line in uh, the NFL. Exactly. And they have a great, great defense. Their defense is, is yeah, really good. They have, a, they have a really good defense. Uh, with a whole bunch of young talent on it, too. I just don't know if they have enough weapons on offense. Offseason's um, not over. You're right. Off season, off season is not over, but I don't think they have enough weapons. I, I love Ty Hilton, obviously mm-hmm. out there. Me um, too. Love Ty. Yeah, love Ty Hilton. Yeah. I uh, I love their tight end. I love their tight ends. Was mm-hmm. he? Is it Ebron? Is it Ebron? He's not there anymore. Not, not Ebron. He's um, not there. No, he he was there last year. He's not there anymore. Not there. Yeah, not there yeah. now. Okay, Ebron's not there now. Right. Um, I forgot the. Other I just tight, love their offensive line. I forgot the, they had another tight end that yeah. I loved. I just forgot, I forgot mm-hmm. who it was. Probably remember it after this. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like yeah, I think they're in a win now mode too. I just don't know if they have enough weapons to get over that hump. So, so one I mean, th- we'll see. One thing about Chris Ballard, the general manager, and Frank Reich, the head coach, is they they know how to evaluate talent. So you know, we're only a couple of days into free agency. So the wide receiver market has not really moved other than trades. You have the running back market who hasn't really moved this other than trades and things like that. So you have weapons that you're going to accumulate, you know, tight ends haven't really been moving off. Well, they, the board have Matt, they have Matt. So um, yeah. But they are running back. So I don't they think, believe, I think they yeah, believe, he's good too, but they believe in running back by committee. Um, so you have, you have that going and then you have a loaded draft class full of receivers and tight ends that you can plug in at any point in time. So I think I think the Colts are in a good position to win in the AFC. And I believe that they're going to address these, you know, get T.Y. Hilton some help at wide receiver. They're going to get a tight end. They're gonna, they're in good shape to make moves. Yeah, no, And they have the cap space, so. Yeah, that, that that's the thing. They, they have money to make moves. I just don't know. And um, I'm just not all in on Phillip Rivers being that guy to I've never been get all you in over the hump. Yeah. I don't know if Phillip Rivers is that guy. I feel like his decision-making is questionable yeah. oftentimes. Right. And uh, even though he's gonna have a better, he's gonna have a better line. O line, yeah, he's gonna have a way Chargers better, offensive line has been yeah, terrible. For he's gonna years. Have, he's, he's gonna have a better O line. Yeah. I think that um, he's still prone to make those bad decisions and lose them games mm-hmm. rather than win them games in the clutch. Yeah, they're a, a slower team. They like to you know ground and pound per se, and um, just move their way down the field. Real fundamental, real fundamental team. So I'm not sure they're going to be explosive enough to keep up with some of those teams, like the Chiefs who are over there. They beat and the Chiefs last year. They did. Yeah. But, I mean, come playoff time, like, can they can they get over it? And, like, you know, can they beat the uh, Titans? Yeah. Who just, you know, they brought back Derrick Henry on the franchise tag, mm-hmm. re-signed Ryan Tannehill. But um, well, they lost some pieces on their defense. They did. They did. They they did. This I, th- is- I think the Colts are the problem to win now. You think you yeah. think they you think they can beat the Chiefs? Yes, they beat them last year without. They, yeah. You, you, so you think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl? I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> you mean the Colts? The, no, yeah, I did mean the Colts. My bad. Yeah, I uh, think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl I w- again. <laughs> I will say this: a couple a couple more pieces at wide receiver. They need they need they need an explosive big wide receiver. They 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 got they need some more wide receivers. If they can address some wide receivers. 
yeah, the, I mean, the Colts to me, they're, they're, I mean, they're at every level offensive, defensive line, linebacker, running back, quarterback, wide receiver. They're loaded. That team is really talented. They're ready, and they have the head coach to do it. Frank Reich is really good. No, I, be, yeah. I I'm a believer in Frank Reich. Yeah. I just don't know if they have enough weapons to put up points with some of the teams like the Chiefs and they'll the Ravens. They'll address wide receiver and in, tight end. In, in the playoffs yeah. is what I'm saying, in they, the playoffs. They'll address wide receiver and tight end in, in the draft and free agency. They'll be, I'm telling you. Yeah, and, I mean. And the, Colts quiet, are, the Colts are going to be fine. And, <laughs> and quiet is kept. Um, the Ravens haven't been doing a lot, but I think I oh, think they're no. I think they're hungry. I think the, I oh, think no, the I Ravens think, have I done think, a lot. I think they're hungry. Especially I mean, this offseason. They've just been fairly quiet. People aren't, we aren't really talking about the Ravens like that. Sure, but I, I think, I think that. <laughs> I think yo, they made they were, the, they were one of the ones to start start free agency off with all the you know trades and moves they've been making. The, the Ravens have been at, very active this offseason. I think they're really loaded up, especially at defense, because one thing about their pass rush last year, they really wouldn't get into the quarterback. So they now just, they, they added, decide they, they, yeah, they, 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 they added three defensive yeah. linemen to really get you know good pressure on the quarterback. They're gonna be good, really good. I mean, they were really good last yeah, year. Blowing they're gonna be even better. They're, they're blowing teams out the water defense, in the regular season. Their defense, especially line, their their front seven was the weakness on that team last year so you can run the ball on the on the Baltimore Ravens last year this year they they signed linebackers they got pass rushers they're, and they're going to continue to add they still have money they still have the draft I just think Lamar Baltimore Jackson Ravens. I just think Lamar Jackson is like we thought he spazzed last year oh I think he owned it this year like I, I think I think he is vicious and then you have Hollywood Brown year. coming off injury yeah who's going to be fully healthy should be the flying. start of the season yeah <laughs> flying they're going to be fine flying down the sidelines yeah, yeah nah. they'll be fine they'll, they'll be booming they'll be booming uh, aside from you know Byron Jones, who got woo, bag season, so he got paid, and he was the highest paid corner for about a day, and then Darius Slay <laughs> got traded. In Yo, extended, I so. hate how everybody just one one up everybody. Yeah. Like it's it's so petty. But now, nah, how do you feel about that move for uh, Miami? How do you feel about Miami's? Um, how do you feel about Miami in general? I think they've been making some pretty good moves in no, the offseason. The they, only thing they spend I, a lot of money, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I <laughs> I just don't know where they're going at quarterback. So I mean, too well, we know about that. I feel like Josh Rosen has not had one fair shot at playing football since he's been in the league. <laughs> he has been he has been moved everywhere. He has he I just don't think and he talked himself up so good. I was like, you like, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I feel like he had just one. I feel like he hasn't had one fair shot to well, show that he can play quarterback. So teams, teams are saying that Josh Rosen, it's his personality, right? Like it's almost like he he's not coachable, not very coachable. He's going to question everything you say and everything oh. you teach. Those what, those were the wasn't aware of. That. Yeah, that, so those, maybe, maybe that explains a lot. That was that's why he fell in the first round in the in his draft class. That's why Arizona had traded. Traded him away, and then Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, you know, Kyler Murray, their, their relationship. Yeah, and then in in um, you know Miami, it's it's kind of the same way where he he's almost it's almost like he's a know it all. Um, it's his personality. I think he's a really talented player. I think he was the best quarterback probably in that draft class, but I think that it's his personality that's turning people off to him. So. Yeah, it's, it's um, that's something to watch. That's tough to be a first round pick and you're just being moved all over the place, and it feels like you've never really had your shot. But yeah, I didn't know about all the background stuff. I didn't yeah. realize that you know he's hard to coach, and I just feel like he's just been given an unfair shot. But I mean, there is a reason coaches move the way they move, and you know, after if if more than one coach is saying this, and you know you're going to multiple teams and they're doing the same thing to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be time to you know reflect on self and yeah. really buckle down. People and are saying he's very try to get better, quote unquote, cerebral. 
Um, he's a mind. He's a, you know, he, he's very smart. He's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think he's a very talented quarterback, but you know, what people are saying about him and his personality is kind of a turn off to a lot of coaches. So. Yeah, man, that um, it's tough for him. I'm not sure what they're going to do in the draft. We do got the draft coming up, yeah. you know, next month. And they have three first-round picks. They, they have a bunch of first-round yeah. picks, so they possibly will move up. Um, they're taking two at five. To get to get to a... They don't need to. I, don't, I mean... Yeah. They can take them at five. It's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I want them to give Rosen a shot. But yeah. yeah, I mean, if two is still there and they don't have to give those picks away, you have to take them. Yeah. You have to take them. How do you feel about the draft coming up, man? No fans. We were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, bummed out about it that yeah, we can't that we can't go anymore mm-hmm. uh, to the draft because they're doing this with no fans now. But you know the draft is still going to go on, mm-hmm. man. It's uh, right around the corner. How do you feel about you know teams not being able to work out in person for like scouts and stuff like that? This yeah. uh, virus is really you know affecting that as well. Yeah, so it's a weird time in the NFL. They're really trying to figure out this draft situation. Um, but also, you know, it's it's the the pre-draft stuff, like the pro days and the workouts, the unofficial visits and things like that. Um, teams are just trying to figure out a way. They're trying to be creative and bringing people to work out or, you know, doing virtual workouts, which I think Miami is doing for two soon. Um, it, it's just it's kind of weird. It's a weird time in, in sports. And I think teams are trying to figure out just, you know, a way to really get the work done. I mean, they've been doing work on these players all off season, you know, for, you know, since their freshman year and things yeah, like that, so, they've been doing a lot of work on these players, but it's different when you can bring them into your facility, you can sit them down with the owner, the general manager, the coaches, you know, talk, you know, about the plays and things like that. I mean, they did that kind of sort of in at the senior bowl when, you know, you can bring them, you know, in the hotel and talk to them and things like that, but in the combine as well. Um, but it, it's different when you can bring them to your city, Take them out to dinner mm-hmm. and, you know, introduce really, them to Really get yeah. to know them and really, really, dive, digging, into the, exactly. really dive into their the mind. The person, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's different. So it's kind of challenging for teams and things like that. But they'll be fine because they've done a ton of work on these players. Yeah, and I agree. They've done a ton of work. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what they have is what they have. Right. Like, I don't think any more film is going to, yeah. like, change anything. But I do think those personal conversations, mm-hmm. um, diving into the mind, seeing where they are in their headspace, yeah. um, understanding, you know, what they know about certain schemes. Right finding out where they might fit with your organization and like what's best tailored for them. Exactly. Um, those conversations will be missed. Those, um, that personality, those bonds, yeah. those, I think those are going to be missing. Mm. And I think that's going to, you know, put a bind on some of the players and ultimately maybe push their draft stock back a little bit on oh, some. But yeah. I think that, you know, for the most part, teams got to do what they can. Cause I mean, yeah. every team has to do the same thing exactly. at this point. Yeah. No, nobody has really an advantage. At this point, it's just, you know, the play only thing at a disadvantage is the players because they can't really give their sales pitch as to why they should be drafted. So one that's why I was Yeah. One thing I know is happening right now, especially with free agency and uh, with the upcoming draft is a lot of teams are, you know, they're utilizing, you know, there are regular communication, Skype, FaceTime, things like that mm-hmm. to really talk to both players in free agency and the draft prospects coming into the draft. So it's kind of one of these things where you just got to use your technology. You know, there's going to be a, a couple, what they call virtual workouts with, you know, prospects where, you know, there's going to be cameras set up at a facility and the players going to be working out. There's going to be coaches there not from the team, but from the local school where they're at, you know, trying to work these players out. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, people are just kind of working together to try to get footage out. So it's going to be one of those things. Yeah, man. And as we, you know, wrap up this podcast, I know we've covered a lot for free agency. One more thing about the draft. Don't be surprised if Henry Ruggs is the first receiver off the board. Is that a hot take? Is that, is that an inside source? 
Let's go. We'll, I'll quote you on that. We'll, we'll, quote, we'll, right. we'll, hold, we'll hold you to that. Okay. But yeah, like I was saying, as we get ready to wrap up this pod, uh, the coronavirus has really affected everything. Yeah. Um, this has affected the NFL. This has obviously affected the NBA. This has affected baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not having spring games. They are the regular season, you know, is probably being pushed back in yeah. baseball as well. I got pushed back um, two weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a big deal. Like, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, we all need to do our part. Um, stay inside if you can, if you're not going to work, um, stock up on those groceries that yeah. you need and just do your part. Wash not your hands. To, yeah. Wa- <laughs> Yo, wash your hands. Wash your hands, man. That is one thing that has been evident throughout this is people don't, People Wash aren't as clean. Yeah. People clean. aren't as clean. Be yeah. clean. Yo, yo, get the dove. Yeah. <laughs> like, get the dove. <laughs> get the dove, man. They got mad sense. Get the dove. And this is not an ad. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, just wash your hands, do your part, and to stay clean and stay healthy. And I know um, we're pretty young. I'm not going to say, you know, that we're old or anything, but this affects everyone. It's not just just because, you know, you might get it and it might not hit you like it hit someone else. We have to think about those people that don't have, you know, 100% health, um, that are compromised in, like, their respiratory systems or older in age. This thing is spreading. Yeah without us knowing it. So just do your part. And I mean, we want everyone to always stay safe mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to just do whatever it takes so we can get back to sports right. because the sports are not coming back until this is blowing over. And at the rate we're going, <laughs> sports aren't going to be back for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, everyone make sure you like share post this, Listen to it. You can't go outside anyway, exactly. so you might as well listen to Apple it. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, like, share, review, comment, all those things. Share. We uh we're out here, man. We're we're here for you know we're trying to give you guys all the content you need. So yeah, we're here to deliver the content. We will keep you updated on all the latest NFL free agencies, uh free agency yeah. signings, um, any of the any more trades. We'll keep you up on the latest up to dates on the NBA. Exactly. And what's going to happen with all the sports that are right now on hold for the moment. And until next time, man, y'all be safe. Wash your hands. Stay clean and do your part. We out. It ain't no debate, no way, ain't no escape Big dog eating off the plate, cool breeze marks with the same Flexed up now, John Cena, rocked up more than Serena Wife a baddie looking like Nia, more drip, more than a leader I'm at the wood, I said I would get No mediocre, I'm feeling like tip Sound like to me, we got us a hit They can't even drip line So savvy is a swag daddy Red eye flights out to Cali Holding bags looking like a caddy Penthouse vibes, no addy This is the wave to give them no feeling Rappers be capping, no I don't feel you Feel like the man when I walk through the building Too many scars and spiritual healing I got a million dreams I got a million schemes We going crazy, we going crazy We got the winning team After a year, they thought I fell off I said the joke's on you, making them plays, making them moves, good with that ink, Jaru, reload it back with the clips, hammer, I'm too legit, too much torch, I'm lit, too much torch, I'm lit, what you gonna do with me, what you gonna do with me,